Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I think is going to be a pretty fun edition of Training Unleashed. Before we get started, I want to thank my good friends at the C-Suite, C-Suite Radio and TV. Couldn't have this show without them. My guest today is Mark Mears, and he is the founder, and I guess the author, because he's got a business and a book with the same name, which is The Purposeful Growth Revolution. And he's going to talk about one of the things I care about a lot, which is purpose, because I think all businesses that are successful are purpose-driven. But Mark, that is not going to be my first question. My first question is, I know you see an interweaving in business purpose and life purpose. And I thought that might be an interesting way to start off the show is how do those intercede? Are they two different purposes or is it the same purpose? It's a great question, Evan. I'm glad you kicked off the show with that because I'm going to just drop a haymaker right off off the bat. We've heard all along in the last few years, as a result of COVID, this concept that the pundits call the great resignation. And I don't like that word because to me, the word resign means either someone has resigned altogether, they've quit, they're out, and then, or maybe worse, they've resigned themselves to an unsatisfying status quo and they've quit and stayed. Now, neither of those are great. So, the idea of the great resignation to me is, um, is misguided. I believe we should look at this time as truly a gift in that it should be referred to as the great repurposing. A chance for us to take this almost like a timeout and really better understand not only what, but who is most important to us. And when we think about that confluence, we also think about the fact that we're going to spend about a third of our lives at work. And so why separate the idea of work or create some sort of work-life balance? It should be more about your life. And why can't you find a vocation that allows you to fulfill your purpose in a way that also allows you to make a living? So I'm very passionate about this idea of thinking about it as your life's work. When we think about great musicians or authors or uh, sculptors or you name it, their their life's work is their passion. And we salute that. And we say, wow, why can't that be in what we do every day? And it's different for all of us. And I think that whole idea of thinking about purpose, less of a noun and more like a verb, which is why I use the word purposeful. Because the first thing everyone's going to do when they hear this is freak out and go, whoa, what if I don't have a purpose? How do I find it? Is it under the seat cushion? Is it where, where might it be? And the point is, it's like Jack Palance, the old actor who played Curly, the trail boss in the movie City Slickers, when asked about the secret to life, he said, it's the one thing. And ultimately, you have to find what that one thing is for you. But that's why it's a journey, a purposeful growth journey and not an end but a journey to find what fulfills you both in your life and at work. And if you do that, then you've really got magic. You know, in the work environment, 
uh, I've always been a proponent that you want to have passionate employees, people that have a lot of energy, positive energy, that love what they're doing. And I think pre-pandemic, boy, I'm having a problem with that word. Um, there was a flux of power where employer people were scared, scared to look for new work. And I think today, to your point, they have the freedom to repurpose. And I think one of the, the benefits of that is the people that are at work for paycheck that don't have that energy, don't have that enthusiasm, don't have that purpose, they're no longer there. But how do we as employers or we as people in the training world help companies not just have a purpose, but make it live, breathe, and, and a true part of our companies? Well, that, that is where the magic lies because, um, you, you, you know, I'm a big believer in best practice learning within a spirit of continuous improvement. And the good news is there are great companies doing this today. This isn't something so brand new that we're having to, to be a pioneer. Now, I grew up in Kansas and what we used to say about pioneers is, well, the pioneers are the ones that get shot. The settlers get the land. <laughs> so we get to be settlers because there are great companies like Patagonia. I mean, uh, Target brands, uh, you know, Starbucks, uh, who have been um, really understanding the important role that purpose plays within their uh, employee base or team base, or as they call them at Starbucks, partners, or as they call them at Disneyland, uh, they're, they're cast members, right? So they're part of the experience. And so companies that understand that uh, employees or team members or whoever you, you want to call them do not want to just be an employee ID number. They want to feel like they're part of the process, that they're making a difference, that they're connected to something that's bigger than just pulling a shift, clocking in and out, and getting paid every other week. They, they, they don't want that anymore. They put up with it for years. We all have. Uh, but now I think there's this, this, this inflection point where it's like the old uh, broadcast news, uh, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore line, right? Yep. And so the, the great resignation or what I refer to as the great repurposing has given us a pause and employers to take a look and say, let's look at this pragmatically. We've all heard that our people are the most important and valuable resource on our balance sheet, or our people make the difference, or our people this and our people that. To make those more than just an empty set of platitudes, we've got to put the meat on the bones. We've got to say, okay, how are they most important? How can we listen more deeply than we've listened before to really understand what and who is most important in their lives so that when we're looking to attract someone on the front end, we're gonna have this opportunity to get the best and the brightest. And, oh, by the way, if we're actively doing what we say we're planning on doing, then we're gonna retain them. And we all know that it is so much more expensive to have to replace somebody through reacquisition, retraining, you know, all that Absolutely. Whole, you know, process that, uh, that, that, that isn't as easy to see on a balance sheet. And we also know that tenured teams are more profitable teams. And that makes perfect sense, right? They're used to working together. They enjoy working together. Um, and so they're more productive. And so they're more profitable. So we've got to get this right. 
And that's why I call it the purposeful growth revolution, because not only is it circular, but there is this uprising of the people. And we have to recognize it, that they're mad as hell. They're not going to take it anymore. And they're just voting with their, you know, see you later, two week notice slips. What I'm hearing you say is it's really important to listen to your employees, to understand their point of view. That's right. And, and not just speak, to speak at them. Yeah, so often the um, executive team or through HR, they come out with the, you know, vision, mission, values, and like the tablets from on high, they say, this is who we are, this is what we stand for, you will like it. And that's so wrong on so many levels, um, because people might salute dutifully, but then what they're saying with and showing with their actions is either I don't believe it, because I don't see it happening, whether I, I tie into it with my personal values or not, I don't see the company acting that way, or I wasn't part of creating it and it just doesn't look like me. And, and so those are two important things that show important, uh, the importance of bubbling up from the, the team members so that everybody feels a sense of ownership in the outcome. Not everybody's gonna have uh, their idea uh, but, but, you know, but, but they're going to have the opportunity to have been heard. Yeah. And I think that's what people really want is this, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I, I, I want to feel loved. And the way I feel loved is, is to be heard and to be respected and to be included in the process. Now, however we end up as a team marching forward, then it's my choice whether I still want to march forward. And if I do, boy, doesn't that make me feel better about the company I work for and the role that I play in it because I see it is valuable. It's important. It does give me a sense of purpose that goes beyond just uh, the dollars in a paycheck. Well, I, I, as you know, totally agree with you. Uh, and I think when you talk down and the people on the podcast can't see it, but the TV, the TV show, Sweet Sea TV, so you got my hands crossed. And when somebody comes out and says, here's our new vision, here's our new strategy, you go, yeah, prove it to me. Yeah. yeah. What's in, what do I got to watch out for? How are you screwing me? How are you, you know, that's yeah. how people are thinking. Yeah. But when they're part of a process and they're part of building it, even though it's not perfectly what they would do, they feel so appreciated and so listening, they're rooting and in favor of. So your new book is just released, which is kind of cool. You have an acronym yeah. in the book called LEAF. And I thought it'd be really great if you could share that with the audience. Well, you know, it's funny. I'll, uh, I will. And I thank, I thank you again for having me come on uh, this, this wonderful podcast to be able to talk to your listeners and, and viewers about a subject that is, is literally uh, has been burning the hole in my heart since February 21st, 2013. I was the president of a casual dining chain. Um, and was told that we wanted to, to meet and the team to turn it around and put a new concept in the ground that could attract more capital so the broader enterprise could grow. Everything was going well. We did turn the brand around. We did put a new concept in the ground, but instead of attracting the capital that we were told and promised, uh, the board decided to move in a different direction. And they uh, ended up putting the brand up for sale. So there's that. And the deal closed on a Friday. On Monday morning, I'm to meet with the new CEO, and I served as president at the time, and I was told myself and my team was going to stay intact, 
At eight o'clock, we started the meeting thinking this was gonna be the transition for this new future together. And at 8.05, I'm out the door and it would have been 8.01, except for I had four minutes of questions like, what the heck just happened here? <laughs> so I'm in uh, California and this is about the time spring starts to um, emerge. And I take the dog uh, out the next morning after a fitful night of sleep. And as God is my witness, Evan, as the sun was coming over the wall in our backyard, it shone on this fig tree that was barren from the five or six weeks of winter we get in Southern California. But there on the end of one little branch was a little green twiggy kind of a bud just starting to show. And I literally got an epiphany in that moment and said, that's it. A leaf is a symbol of growth and rebirth, as well as it also had an acronym in my brain. I used to rule, or uh, I should rule, I used to lead with the rule of threes um, and, and believed in it. And I led with these three, you know, uh, elements of my mantra is leadership, engagement, and accountability. And in that moment, I said, you know, what was missing was F, fulfillment. We were burning the candle at both ends. We were chasing numbers for the sake of numbers. And here the company got sold out from under me and I'm out of my job and I'm out of my passion that my team and I spent the last two years you know, working so hard for. So the importance of fulfillment is very important. So I went into my office and literally started banging out a treatment on my computer for this idea of leap as a symbol of growth and also a metaphor. And then in my mind's eye, I saw this kind of four circle Venn diagram emerge with leadership, engagement, accountability, and fulfillment are four growth processes that when revolving around purpose can help individuals, teams, and organizations fulfill their true growth potential and in doing so help make the world a better place. And that and sounds both, lofty, and, but and, that both, is, and both business and in life, getting back to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. purposeful leadership, it's uh, clarity, it's connection to your business priorities, it's communication, and it's commitment that moves into engagement. It's purposeful engagement of your heart, head, hands, and habits, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. And then it's accountability. It's outcomes, measuring what matters most. Obstacles, they're going to happen. How do we measure or how do we work around them? There's outliers who are best practices that we admire, and there's obsolescence, what we want to avoid through innovation. And then finally, fulfillment, which is the idea of people, places, process, and performance. So if you think of leadership as the seed and root system, like any organization, you have to have strong leadership or a plant will wither and die, right? Yeah. Engagement is then the trunk, the branch is the system of nourishment, which is called savia. And in Spanish, that literally translates to lifeblood. What's the lifeblood of any organization? It's people. And then sure. accountability is the leaf and the fruit. That's the purpose of that particular tree. If it's an oak tree, it only knows how to be an oak tree. It's going to bear oak leaves and acorns, right? And then the fulfillment represents the culture, the ecosystem, the soil, the sun, the rain that allows that plant to be nurtured and the best version of itself, like the culture of an organization. So those four interwoven processes, all revolving around purpose, are what help individuals and teams and organizations fulfill their true growth potential and also help make the world better if we do it right. 
Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. So I'd love to take this concept because first off, it resonates with me. I love the acronym. I love how it's not just the four, but each one of them has pillars in themselves, which is powerful. And you're clearly, you know, I know you're a professional speaker and you're clearly good at presenting this vision. But this show is about training. The show is about how we take and utilize training to accelerate businesses and accelerate business success, unleash training. So take this concept and bring it into the training part of a business. How does the training department or the tra training function uh, embrace this concept effectively? Well, again, great question, Evan. And, and this is where, where, where it all happens. Uh, the rubber meets the road when you're training team members who have to execute those components of leadership. Because every idea sounds great in a boardroom, right? But it is actually when it gets to be executed. And I love the quote attributed to Thomas Edison years ago of vision without execution is nothing more than hallucination. <laughs> and so often we get excited about vision, but we forget about the execution part. And that's where yeah. training comes in, right? So again, within the engagement processes, it's about engaging one's heart, their head, their hands, and their habits. So they know who they serve, why they do it, how to do it, and then when to do it. And right? I, I'm so going to interrupt. The, I'm going to interrupt Mark for yeah. a second because this is such a passion for me. In training, if you don't start with the head, you are ineffective with the training, because until people get the purpose of the training, why they're learning it, why it impacts the world, why it impacts them, why it is a good thing, why why it matters, the purpose they don't embrace the learning. And most people literally teach the doing without yeah. the meaning. Yeah. And to me, this is a really big passion because if you want to have hyper-effective training, you have to have purpose and, and win the head, as you're saying. You, you, you do, but before you get even to the head though, you got to start with the heart, Evan. You got to I, make I meant to say the, I meant to say the heart, by the way. <laughs> I misspoke. Oh, right. Well, you said head, and I just want to make sure we we're on the same page. No, no, page. no, you're right. No, it's the heart. So it's the, it's, the, emo the, it's the emotion. It's not the yeah. intellect. It's the emotion. Think about it in any um, type of human interaction, yeah. right? I'll, I'll, I'll look at fundraising for a minute. If you get a call from your alma mater and they say, Evan, you're such a success. Boy, we'd love for you to stroke a check to University of blank. And you go, why? Well, you know, we're doing all this great research. Um, we're, 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 you know, graduating these really bright people that are going to go on and change the world and your gift could certainly help. You're going to go, okay, intellectually, I get that you're a university, you, you know, you educated me and you're going to educate others, but they haven't reached into your heart. They haven't given you that purpose of why. Now, yeah. let, let me, let me take a step further. If I, if I then send you an email, that's got a video of a student and that student says, uh, Mr. Hackle, I'm Mark Mears, and I'm in the biology department, and I'm studying uh, blank, blank, blank. And 
you know, your gift could help me uh, with the grant that I'm writing to allow me to do X, Y, and Z. And I just want to say thank you for all the gifts you've given before. I can't tell you what a tremendous blessing you are to this university. Can I count on uh, you to continue? You know, see what I'm saying? Oh, I do. So now it's a, it's a team member in an organization and, and they've got any number of roles that they're being trained to do that will help accomplish the shared vision, the goals, the values of the organization, right? If you get them invested with their heart, I like to say, same thing in fundraising, there is a short distance between the heart and the wallet, right? There's a short distance between the heart and the head. And that's where the, 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 the process needs to start is in the heart. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. And when people can create pictures in someone's mind, in their heart, but literally in their mind, as they describe, uh, it is so much more passionate than dollars. Yeah, uh, you, you, you just uh, didn't know what you did, but you segued into a really powerful concept that I outlined in the book, which is about starting with who is more important than with why. We're all familiar with Simon Sinek and the whole start with why movement. And I, yeah. I agree with it. You know, people want to know why you do what you do before they care about how you do it or even what you do. I get it. And I love that. But instead of it being his magic circle, I'm again looking at four concentric circles like a Venn diagram or not concentric for uh, circles in a Venn diagram and think about those as intertwined. It's not a step-by-step -step function uh, starting with why, then how, then what. I believe you should start with who. Now, who you serve, and it really is important to understand the power of that word serve. And what you just said is what I, I articulate in the book, which is in your mind's eye, envision who you serve. And I look at that in four ways, shouldn't shock you. Uh, there's now the higher power of force uh, that I've come up with. And so I think of uh, spiritual, I think of relational, I think of professional, and I think of personal. And those are four buckets of service that if we were to put that focus of who might fit in each one of those circles, now I know who I serve and why it leads us to our why, I should do it. And then we get into the how and the what. Uh, so that really is important. What you just said about that, you, that, that mental image is so important because I think about my career and all the long commutes and all the late nights and early mornings and plane flights and all kinds of weather. And I'm thinking to myself, in my mind's eye, who am I serving? Who am I doing all this for? Now I'm able to be trained appropriately to do my best at it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mark, you're clearly a bright and interesting person. I'm sure our listeners, and I know for my listeners' sake, no, I intentionally get right into the topic because that's what you're here for. But to learn a little bit more about Mark and what he does, he's an absolutely fascinating person and he's got e-learning, he's got books, he's a speaker, he does consulting. So Mark, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit more about yourself, your company, the people that you work with, serve, the products and things you have? Yeah, that's great. I, um, I came up through some really uh, tremendous brand building opportunities with PepsiCo, Pizza Hut, uh, McDonald's, Frito-Lay, JCPenney, uh, NBC Universal, the Cheesecake Factory, 
So I've worked with some great brands and I've actually now taken my own medicine and I've built my own personal brand. And I came up with a quasi mission statement, which is I don't wanna just make money and retire. I wanna make a difference and inspire. And that means making a difference in the lives of others and hopefully inspiring them to wanna to do likewise. So we'll create together this virtuous cycle of reciprocity. I call it paying it backwards. So I manifest that with this, this important drive to create this movement behind purposeful growth. And so I'm available for folks to wanna to hire me as a keynote speaker or to do a workshop or I'm building out an e-learning curriculum so that I will take the elements from the book and based on a self-assessment that you'll take, much like a Myers-Briggs or a DISC or a Strength Finders, you'll know objectively where your closest in growth opportunities lie. And you may be uh, inspired to want to take one or more of the classes that I provide in the comfort of your own home. So it's more than just the book. The book's a foundation for a philosophy that has been born over the course of my 30-some year career, but really started in earnest on February 21st, 2013. This idea has been chasing me that long. And I've been putting it off and picking it back up and putting it off and picking it back up. And, and I now feel like um, it, it is time uh, to unleash this movement around purposeful growth that, uh, again, we've all had this timeout opportunity, uh, but, but we don't really have the instruction on how and how to go forward. We know how we feel, but we don't maybe necessarily know how to go forward. Well, think of me as your Sherpa that's gonna help you get up that mountain. I have to ask, how's the bush doing? How's the what doing? The bush with the, the, little, the little leaf. Oh, the fig tree. The pig, well, the that, fig tree. Oh, yeah. I was not like the bush. I'm like, what? Um, I don't know because uh, ironically, I was just in uh, California a couple weeks ago on business and uh, I don't live there anymore. So unless I wanted to climb the wall and get in the backyard, maybe have a chance of uh, the, the new owners calling the police, I don't know. But I know that during the eight years that I lived there, I watched that fig tree go from just a, a small little sprout to uh, a fig bearing uh, tree that we used to can the figs and, and wow. use them to create jams and, and other elements that um, you know uh, were very, very tasty. And so um, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, the fig tree can be found obviously <laughs> throughout the Bible. Um, yeah. And so it, this idea of growth uh, is, is you know, something that resonates uh, within me very strongly. And Mark, it's time, and every show goes so by so quickly, but this is the time where you get to share your one tip. If you had one tip to share with the audience, what would that be? Yeah, this is one that uh, I think anybody can latch on to, anybody can do, and that's, that's why it's a tip that um, I found very, very um, foundational in my growth process, and that is there's the ABCs that if you saw the movie Glenn, again, I can't even talk, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, there's the uh, Alec Baldwin character that talks about the ABCs of selling. Always be closing. Well, I say the ABCs of growth is always be curious. Mm. Ask questions, seek knowledge. There are more ways today to find out information than ever before that are mostly free 
where you have a chance to pick the brain of subject matter experts in almost any topic you can imagine. So arm yourself with information and knowledge and wisdom and always be curious. Always ask the question behind the question, not the obvious one, but once you get an answer, ask another question. Once you get that answer, ask another question, much like a, a, a good doctor will uh, ask you questions when you come in uh, to see them. Uh, they wanna make sure that they can prescribe the right uh, medication or treatment for what actually does ail you. Well, think of yourself as just a, a, a fount of uh, opportunity for knowledge and wisdom and be curious. You know, I have, I have a saying that I'm sure people have heard before, but which is you're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. And if you're green and growing, you're learning and you're curious and life is just a glory every day as you keep growing or you've given up and you're right and robin. Anyhow, Mark, you've been a great guest. Appreciate you being on the show. I want to thank my audience. Truly, without you, I don't have a show. I really appreciate the audience. And again, my friends at C-Suite Radio and TV. Again, Mark, thank you for being a guest on the show. And everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.